Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 21 in the book of Galatians. We're getting to the practical good part today. Now, yesterday we talked about the offense of the cross. Just briefly, I'm a sinner and I can't get myself out of this particular particular hole that sin digs for us. And that's offensive. Salvation is being is achieved by sacrifice. That's offensive. Blood substitution, that's offensive. The cross is the offense. So rather than kind of removing the cross, Paul is saying, not remove it. Are you crazy? Rely on it. Revel in it. Worship Jesus for it. Okay, today he's going to talk about two things. Uh, one kind of a interesting anatomical uh, issue, which is cutting stuff, and specifically cutting stuff on the male genitalia, which is... Uh, you know, that'll get your attention. And then the second thing is about freedom. And finally, he's going to get to service. So here we go. This is from Galatians chapter five. Uh, I'll read about, uh, I'll start in verse 11. But if I, brother, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. That was yesterday's uh, lesson. And then here, verse 12. I wish those who unsettle you, that is the bad teachers that are leading you, would emasculate themselves. Yikes. Verse 13, for you were called to freedom, brothers, not only to use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. That's the big verse for today. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Okay, let's talk about cutting first. So the whole idea here is using circumcision, which is cutting a little bit of the male genitalia, cutting a little. Uh, and Paul is saying, uh, if you use, it, it's understandable these people are, are leaning on circumcision. It's been a mark of being of the people of God since literally page 19 of my Bible. That is Genesis 17. And and what Paul is saying is radical. It's a new way of faith, of belief, since Jesus came and died. So that's like 15 years before this was written. And uh, in verse 12 there, he says, I wish those who continue to recommend or teach or depend upon cutting a little of the male genitalia I wish that they would cut all their genitalia. Uh, and if we trust in this action or a similar law, what this results in is us being severed, again, cutting, cut from Christ, severed from Christ. So the consequence should be this severing. So that's all I want to say about that. Uh, but I want to talk today about freedom. Um, and he says, I don't have, in verse 13, I wish you were, for you were called to freedom, brothers. And then he tells us what not to do. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for, for the flesh. So I don't have the to do the law. So does that mean I can do anything? That means I'm free to do everything? No, it means that you have the liberty to do the right thing. And your new status of freedom from obligations of behavior that are used to earn that used to be used to earn your way to God. So now there is a behavior change. There's a now a new behavior, but it's motivated by by love. So interestingly, interestingly, that 
how will I know that a person gets this idea that's in the book of Galatians? Well, funny thing is, it's not by behavior uh, with an allegiance to circumcision. It's by a behavior with an allegiance to love. That is, we demonstrate our freedom from these attempted earning behaviors is, how do we demonstrate it? By behavior. That is actions by our works, if you will. And what kind of works are they? They're works motivated by love and demonstrated in service. So how will a casual observer know that you get this concept? Uh, Ironically, it's by watching your behavior manifested by love and in service. So we are free from something, which is the burden of earning the law, to do the essence of the law, the heart of the law, the essential element of the law, uh, and which is probably the essential element of the of imitating the character of God. What is that? It's loving. Well, how do I know if I'm loving? Well, you you serve. That's how you do this. So practically, bottom line in your church, are you serving? Uh, and I would encourage you to find some dark corner of service in your church that nobody knows about, no one thanks you for, no one has a banquet for you at the end. And uh, serve, find a group of people that you serve to. Uh, my little saying is find somebody that poops in their pants, literally is good, uh, or kind of figuratively, some knucklehead uh, group of people. Serve them either physically and that poops in their pants or metaphorically poops in their pants. In other words, find a job that nobody wants and serve them and you'll be serving Christ. And here's what I want to tell you today. So that's all old news, but here's the the new news. And it is there in that dark corner of the church, unthanked, poop-serving group of people, you will find the people that are serving around you you will find the best people in your church. Trust me, you'll watch them limp in uh, with their limitations and they'll put on their spiritual superhero capes and serves. And it will the people there that are serving will be a blessing to you. So not only will you be helping the, the people that you're serving to, the people that you're serving with will help and encourage you. And a mature church, and this is the mark of a, of a mature church, is one that expects uh, every single person to serve. Whether you're 12, whether you're 20, or whether you're 85, everybody in the church uh, serves. Why? Because it's it's in that way we demonstrate love. It's that way we demonstrate this, this concept that we don't have to do acts to earn our ways to God, but because God has found us, we want to thank him and serve him and reflect his character in service. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Serve today.